What is up? Welcome on in. This is Wildcard Sports live here on Vinyl Draft Radio. We are back after a week off. Uh, actually, I was out of town, had a little miscommunication here as far as that goes, but we are back. Trina, back with us after two weeks. We are Chuck. back. Here we go. Yeah, and we also got <laughs> Chuck from Chuck Sports Bar and Memorabilia. It's been what, about two or three it's weeks? It's been a couple of weeks. Man, we have got we a lot you, to Chuck. talk. Yeah, I we miss did. y'all. We did. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, well, we have got a lot to talk about this week. Uh, of course, we've had uh, quite some time off. So, uh, <laughs> uh, All right, so you're going to have to give me a fir- the first segment to get back into the groove of things as far as that goes since I had my week off or whatever. But, uh, of course, uh, the Astros were back in action after the All-Star break have started off 3-2. and two. we got so much to talk about with the Astros going back to the All-Star game. I hope everybody saw it out there. It went to extra innings, National League versus the American League, back in Washington. And uh, the Astros actually played the Heroes, and Alex Bregman won MVP after back-to-back home runs. That was pretty Woo! awesome. Did you guys get a chance yeah, to watch I was, that? I definitely saw that. It was incredible. Man, that was insane. I'll, I'll tell you this much. Just watching Bregman compete at the home run derby and stuff, I'm starting to think at this point, like, Bregman out of the core three guys, uh, you know, between uh, or that they've drafted in the first round between Correa, Springer, and Bregman, I'm starting to think Bregman might be the cream of the crop when it comes to those guys. Yeah, we, we discussed that the last time, I believe. We talked about uh, – uh, winning attitude, and yeah. I think we were talking about it on, the, mm-hmm. on a professional level, also with a competitive level. That uh, he just has it; he's got the it. He does, the yeah. It factor, so definitely, yeah. It's just the confidence, and I mean, I'm sure you guys, you know, you guys have seen it in sports all across, and Trina, especially you. You know, it's just something else about him. He he goes out there every right. day, and he thinks he's the best. So. Anyway, turn and it that's, in. What, that's all that counts because at the end of the day, like, you know, they always count the other guys as the most popular ones. Mm-hmm. But it's not always about that sometimes. And sometimes people kind of forget about the ones that are in that group. Oh, yeah. That that comes out and just has a different type of mindset. Not that he, that they don't have the same mindset as him. It's just a little bit different. Yeah. Dude needs his uh, H-E-B commercial. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yes, yeah, I right, agree. That's Where is and it? Then, yeah, where is this at? So, I mean, uh, you know, you get that negotiation going. You know, the contract, you know, and get him on there. We're oh, rooting my. for you. Yeah, come on, Alex. <laughs> get on there. But, yeah, no, he's really carrying this Astros team. Uh, you know, in a time when, you know, they've pretty much, uh, well, you don't want to say they've been bad offensively, but they've definitely taken a step back from what they were last year where guys were hitting well over 950 OPS between Springer, Altuve, and Correa. Uh, but that being said, of course, the Astros started off 3-2 and two after the All-Star break. They had a heartbreaking loss a couple nights ago in Colorado, lost on a ninth-inning home run. A uh, lot of controversy in that game. Alex Bregman actually got called out when he initially, they thought he initially hit a triple uh, but they called fan interference as he reached over the fence, which was just, I, in my opinion, one of the most ridiculous wait, wait, calls. Wait, what do you think about that? Because I was uh, talking to the, a lot of the fans at the bar, and uh, you know, I'm thinking ground rule double. Because every time mm-hmm. it seems like that a ball's hitting into foul territory, uh, you know, fan will lean over and yeah. touch the ball. It's a ground rule double. Yeah, exactly. So I'm, I'm curious on uh, the rule itself is very vague. It didn't. It didn't technically bounce into the to the uh, field of play. So I'm wondering if that has something to do with it. However, I mean, it's. That was that was that was a critical play. It was a zany game. It was it zany. Was, it really was. And I just I don't know how you make that call as an umpire when a, when a player is falling back against the wall. There was I mean uh, he wasn't going to make that catch. If you watched yeah. it, he wasn't going to make that. He was catch. turned around. Yeah, he was turned around. I, I you know yeah at the very least I I figured that you know he would get a double. I guess by the letter of the law that is the that was the correct call, but it's not the right call. You know it's just it, it was ridiculous. It's probably one of those things where the umpire feels. 
indifferent about making that call. Like mm-hmm. I call, yeah. I shouldn't have called it, but can't say it. You can't take it back now. You can't renege it. So yeah, yeah so maybe he, maybe he uh, or she at this point had a difference of. Uh, I'm not sure about the rule. Yeah. yeah. So you go with the original call. Yeah, it, it was it was brutal, and Bregman definitely didn't uh, mince any words no. after the game. He was uh, he was a little upset. Hot. Yeah, he threw uh, <laughs> threw I think about four or five f bombs out there, t- uh, saying the umpire had never played baseball in his life. So I'm sure we'll see a fine from yeah. the MLB coming here pretty soon. But uh, that being said, that wasn't the biggest news uh, to come out of this week for the Astros. Astros have actually made a trade uh, yesterday, I believe, for Angels catcher Martin Maldonado. Uh, Martin Maldonado won the Gold Glove last year. Really shored up the. De- it really is going to shore up the backstop for you know the Astros. It seems. I, I don't know, Chuck. I'm going to ask you this. Does it seem like at this point that Brian McCann is might not be coming back? Uh, I was about to bring that up. I, I think um, Brian McCann is uh, done for the year. Mm-hmm. Um, he's on his uh, last year of his contract anyway. Yep. Um, it's a shame because I, I should have love what he brings to the table. Yes. However, this is a, a really a great move that's going to go under the radar. Oh, absolutely. I really believe that. I think Stassi is holding his own, and uh, but I, I really think that uh, that uh, backstop that we need to throw out base runners because our competitors are, are, are uh, they, they see it. yeah they, it's they a weakness bases and and, and, uh, and especially the National League if we if we get that far back to the World Series but yes very big pickup uh, under the radar but I think it's going to it's going to be one of the best moves he's made in the last couple of years I agree yeah and they got him for virtually nothing and the thing is you know Max Stassi I mean he's way performed way better than anybody expected him to play this year. But the fact is that the way the Astros, and from what I've heard, the Astros' pitchers require very complex signs and because from what I've heard, all these Astros' pitchers are always worried about teams picking up on their signs. And it seems like if you watch games with Max Stassi playing in, he's not really always on the same page as the pitchers. There's a lot of mound visits out there. Mm. He just hasn't shown the ability quite yet to handle you know, guys like Justin Verlander, Garrett Cole, those Cy Young caliber Guy's gonna. He's definitely better offensively than Martin Maldonado, but this was a huge pickup not only for the defensive side but for calling games. He's an excellent pitch framer. I just, yeah, I'm with you, Chuck. I think this is a very under the radar move. And yeah, Trina, I'm sure you you know this. I mean, when you have somebody, you know, it, it, I, I compare it to like in basketball, like a Patrick Beverly or somebody that has that amazing defensibility that can really pick up a team and shut down a running game. I mean, that's huge. Yeah, it is. It really is. And then it comes down to what kind of relationship can you build with that new person coming in? Mm-hmm. And for that, for the team, like where they're going, they're always going up and their goal is to get back to the World Series, obviously. Absolutely. And you need somebody to come in with that mindset, come in and be on the same page, come in and build those relationships. So that way, it's not going to be a smooth, smooth ride, but I'm sure it'll like play out the way it's supposed to. Yeah. You know, one thing we we tend to forget also here is that, uh, you know, our catchers are – Number eight, number nine hitters. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, he still has seven home runs and thirty RBIs, yes. I believe. And two thirty, two forty. That's all I asked for. Yeah, absolutely. That's all I asked for. And you know what? Too, we forget one thing. He does know these pitchers because absolutely. he plays against them. That's so absolutely he has, true. Does, he does have scouting report on them. So actually, they're probably yeah, Jeff uh, Luno knows what he's doing, and uh, it was a good good foresight on his part because. He knows the Astros right. pitching staff. All he has to do is shake hands and get to know him. That's right. true. Right. So basically, you're basically saying that um, he just got to come in and just get to know them personally because yep. he's already back studying. That he's already had to study their game. So absolutely. And Trina, going back yeah. to what you said, that's the confidence and the trust is the biggest thing. That yeah. and I think you brought up a very good point there because the fact is we have a lot of guys with crazy breaking balls. You know, Garrett Cole with his 12-6 curveball and his slider. Uh, same thing with Justin Verlander. Having a guy behind the plate in a gold glove, you know, that trusts these guys when they get into 3-2 counts or there's a runner on third, 
you know, and they need to throw a breaking ball in the dirt. There's a trust in that situation with right. a guy like Martin Maldonado that they can throw that and have the confidence that he's going to pick it. So yeah, at Lance McCullers, exactly. Lance McCullers, there twenty-four you go. in a row. Exactly. So mm. you know, I think you know, I honestly watching McCullers this year. It, it and I'm not going to say it's a for sure thing, but watching McCullers, a lot of his struggles and a lot of things I saw this year was when he was with Max Stassi. There didn't seem a whole lot of confidence, and I think it led to some bad pitch selections, but. I think you could see a turnaround for for uh, for Lance McCullers, and I think part of it is going to be in due to Martin Maldonado coming this year. So, I'm excited. I, I agree. I think it was a very under the radar move, but I think it was a huge move for the Astros, and I think it really shored up uh, the backstop. Now, that being said, uh, I I want to ask you guys this again. I mean, what what do you think the Astros need to do at this point? I mean, it, I know of course right now it seems like the biggest weaknesses are the bullpen and left field. Are, Chuck, are you feeling confident in Kyle Tucker as the everyday left fielder, or do you think they need to make a move? No, they they, they need to stand pat. Um, uh, he's gonna come in. This is the reason why he came in, right? When we thought he would come in, mm-hmm. he's got to get uh, his feet wet. Um, he'll be fine. Uh, I, I think that we're at the point right now where we're being chased, like I said before. Absolutely. We're yeah. being chased. Let everybody get nervous about the moves. Let them make yeah. the moves. Mm-hmm. I, I don't see anything of value that they could do uh, between now and the non-Traver de- uh, waiver deadline. Exactly, yeah. But I think afterwards we'll probably do something because we're about uh, – everybody's about unloading the uh, salaries at that point yep. towards the end of the year. Um, less is more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I don't. I don't know. I. I. I don't think. I think we're fine. I think the uh, the catcher. We had talked about that. Yes. And of course, everybody's talking about the catcher, and uh, the position because. But it, I'm just really disappointed that Brian McCann couldn't come back. Uh, maybe he'll DH. I don't know. Yeah. But we got plenty of DHs as well. Exactly. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. It's it's one of those things at this point. But yeah, I'm with you at this point. I think Tucker's just a guy. He's 21 years old. And yeah. I mean, yeah. It just it takes a little time to get adjusted to things. I mean, getting you know, there's a big jump from AAA pitching to major league pitching. I mean, I think that's well documented. So, you know, we we saw the same thing with Alex Bregman a couple years ago in 2016 when he came up. I think he started what, off 0 for 20 in his first mm-hmm. 20 plate appearances. So, yeah, he's a young guy. I think he's, you know, he just needs to get his feet under him. And, yeah, you know, he had a big triple the other night. Exactly. Uh, so, yeah. 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 He's getting the confidence back. I'm not worried about Kyle Tucker. Yeah. I, I agree 100%. And then it also helps when you have a guy behind him in Tony Kemp who doesn't really provide the pop that you necessarily want and, and out of a corner outfield position, but at the same time, he's a competitor. That dude's pesky. Yeah, he's an elite <laughs> man. He's pesky. Yeah, he's incredible. He's, he's performed way above my expectations. I'm Absolutely, not gonna lie. yeah. He's, yeah. I mean, he's pretty much uh, bumped Jake Marisnik out of that fourth outfielder spot, in my opinion. I mean, we, I, may, we may see Jake come up at some point again, but I mean... I think him and Giles are rooming right now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> my goodness. Yeah, we got to get to Ken Giles too on that one. Of course, uh, you know we talk about the reliever being another spot that the Astros may want to improve. The Yankees went out and made a move for the last uh, best available pitcher on the market in mm-hmm. Zach Britton. Uh, the Astros were interested in him, but the Orioles are notorious for uh, I don't know being a little a uh, little shady when it comes to <laughs> trades and passing physical. So. I'm more I'm more happy they didn't do business with the Orioles at this point. The Yankees got him, but yeah, going back to Giles, uh, I was reading on the MLB trade rumors recently that the Astros are looking to trade or looking to sell very low on Ken Giles at this point. So it appears, you know, we've talked about this before, but it appears that Ken Giles may have thrown his last pitch as a Houston Astro. Well. <laughs> That's what happens when you when you say <laughs> "f you" to the coach yeah, walking off yeah, the mound. That's yeah, that's what you say. You know, I mean. it, it, if you look back at that trade, was that a good trade? 
Because, you know, Mark Appel is no longer in baseball. Yeah. And Brett Oberholzer was another guy that didn't really do anything. Vince Velasquez was the was the best piece in that trade, and yeah, he hasn't done anything. Would he be pitching on this staff anyway? Yeah. That's it, the key. Exactly. It, it's a trade that didn't really hurt us, I don't think. You know, it, it hurt us in the sense of it lost us some games, I guess the games that Ken Giles lost us. But, you know... I'm kind of of the mind, you know, the Astros, the worst trade that they made in the last few years was that Carlos Gomez trade where they gave up uh, one of their top prospects in Brett Phillips, who's going to be an everyday major league outfielder Mm -hmm. for the Brewers here pretty soon, and Josh Hader, who has really turned into probably the best reliever in baseball. The Astros gave up those guys for... Uh, Carlos Gomez, and that was a really bad trade. But again, I'm kind of of the mind. Once you win a World Series, yeah, it doesn't matter. It, I agree. it doesn't yeah. matter. The past trades, whatever they happen, it happened. It's mm-hmm. fine. But they won a World Series, so right. the end goal, it, you know, they made it exactly, <laughs> exactly. And it, here's the deal too. So if Carlos Gomez was not that bad, then you wouldn't have Josh Reddick. That's true. So these little snowball butterfly mm-hmm. effect exactly. moves, you know. So you can't. Yeah. I hate Mr prognosticator after the fact you know so absolutely yeah. yeah it's a chess game definitely so after that move is made i mean it's already done it's done yeah you what happened happened and we're happy with the results yeah. yeah like you said it's a snowball effect you don't know i mean th- there could have been some other crazy coincidence you know i guess maybe the butterfly effect you yeah, know the yeah. astros <laughs> don't win the world series if they don't trade for carlos gomez yeah. uh but you know it's going to be interesting to see what they do going forward as far as the trade goes i mean of course uh july 31st which what is four days from now uh, is the trade deadline or the non-waiver trade de- trade deadline? It appears that the Astros at this point, there's only one other name that I'm really hearing, and it's uh, Raziel uh, Iglesias, the Reds closer. Yeah, the Reds closer. He's very good, but apparently he's got quite a few years of control, so there is a pretty high asking price on him. So it'll be. I, I'm I'm of the mind with you, Chuck. I think maybe they need to stand pat at this point. Even as it is, they're the best team in baseball, in my right. opinion. I think they're a step ahead of the Red Sox and Yankees, even after the moves that they made. Mm-hmm. But uh, going to be interesting to see the three-game series kicks off tonight against Texas, the in-state rivalry uh, tonight, seven ten. Keiko, we didn't even get a chance to talk about him, mm-hmm. but uh, he's been resurgent as mm-hmm. of late. Uh, but he will be on the mound tonight against the Texas Rangers. So uh, going to be interesting to see what happens in the next couple of days for the Astros. Coming up, we're going to talk a little bit about the Texans. Texans have some very, very good news that they announced just recently. And a little bit later on, Trina's going to give us a WNBA update as well. We'll get in a little bit of that Carmelo Anthony discussion. But you're listening to Wild Card Sports on Vinyl Draft Radio. Connect with Will and Trina on Facebook or go to VinylDraftRadio.com. I'm the sun, and I love to make a hot mess out of your expensive hair color. And I'm Brenda Olivares of the Beauty Boss Show. Don't let the sun ruin your hair color. Reverse that brassy mess with IGK, Mixed Feelings Purple Toning Drops. Mixed Feelings turns any styling product, shampoo, or conditioner into a purple toner that cools your hot, brassy blonde. It's very simple. Mix the products and the drops together in your hands before applying. Find Mixed Feelings by IGK at your local salon. If your local salon doesn't currently have mixed feelings, let them know that they can order it from RDA Promart of Webster, Pasadena, Pearland, or Lake Jackson. Salons, ask for the Beauty Boss Special. When you purchase 10, you get one free. That's right, I said one free for back bar use. Uh, I'm having mixed feelings. Hey, this is Kat with Hope Village. It's Vegas, baby. Feeling lucky? 
Join us for Hope Lounge 2018, presented by Ron Carter Cadillac, as we go back in time to when the Sands hosted the Rat Pack and martinis flowed like water. We'll have tables with all your favorite casino games, a delicious steak dinner, custom cocktails, whiskey and cognac tasting, a live auction, and fabulous prizes for the winners. Join us on Saturday, August 18th at 6.30. Tickets are $125 and can be purchased online at hopelounge-event.com. We hope to see you there. Lori Coppett. A name you can trust. Lori Coppett. A senior mortgage loan originator with Prime Lending, serving the Clear Lake area for over 28 years. Lori Why are you saying it like that? Coppett. Helping hundreds of satisfied clients with their home loan needs. Lori. Seriously? Coppett. If you're purchasing, refinancing, or renovating your home, visit lcoppock.com to get the professional service you need. NMLS number 176539, Equal Housing Lender. Lori Coppett. Oh, for God's sake. Elite Care 24-Hour Emergency Room in Leak City offers all of the services found at a traditional hospital emergency room, but adds very short wait times, a clean and comfortable location, and outstanding service. The goal? For you to see an emergency room physician within 10 minutes of your visit and to provide you with the best, most comfortable experience while you're with them. Elite Care 24-Hour is located at 2530 Gulf Freeway in Leak City. Call 281-337-7500. Listen or watch previous episodes in our audio and video archives. Just go to VinylDraftRadio.com. Just look for Wild Card Sports with Will and Trina. Welcome back on in. This is Wild Card Sports on Vinyl Draft Radio. Thank you guys so much for tuning in with us, being here on this Friday. I'm glad to be back. I, I got to say, I was uh, I was on the road last Friday, and I was thinking, I was looking, and it was about 11 o'clock, and I was like, this is about the time I, I could be talking about sports for a whole hour. <laughs> Instead, I'm driving for nine hours, but no. Oh, was, Lord. Nine yeah. hours, Will? Yep. Big Bend National Park. It was about nine hours away, Ooh. so... Yeah, it was all worth it when I got there. But yeah, like, needless to say, when I was on the road at eleven, I was like, I need Chuck and I need Trina. I need to talk some sports right now. So <laughs> With the get your time. fix. <laughs> That's right. I need my fix. I'm an addict. I'm a sports addict. But again, guys, thank you again, of course, for joining me. As always, Trina, your schedule's always busy. Chuck, your schedule is always crazy <laughs> yeah, busy. It's, it's crazy nuts. My goodness, was, Will, it, your schedule is always crazy. <laughs> it is crazy, but not as crazy as your y'all. So again, I always appreciate you. It's always great to talk to you guys with some sports, but. We have been talking a little bit about those Astros. Had had a big trade this past week as well. Uh, started off pretty hot after the All-Star break, 3-2. and two. Uh, Starting off a three-game series where I fully expect them to sweep against the Rangers this weekend. But that being said, uh, the Astros are not the only ones with some big news in the city of Houston. The Houston Texans had some huge news this last week. Uh, when it came time to put the players on the PUP list, the play, uh, unable to practice essentially, J.J. Watt and Deshaun Watson were not on that list, Woo! and it appears that they are 100% cleared for football activities. I mean, my goodness. they I mean, how big of news is this for the Texans at this I'm point? I'm excited. I'm so excited for the first time in a long time that the Texans seem fairly healthy right now. Mm-hmm. Um, Deshaun Watson, and what he showed last year, it was just a start to what could be. Like, he came out like that with a lot of fire as a rookie. That six-game stretch, and it was it was unbelievable. And to know that he's healthy and to know our defense is going to be back, mm-hmm. which our defense, I feel like it never really lacks. But with J.J. Watt coming back, you know you know it's time to turn up. Oh, yeah, it absolutely is. I think, I I mean, I, the more and more it goes on, I don't know about that about this with you, Chuck, but the more and more the season or this, uh, you know, we get closer to uh, training camp, the more and more I read, the more and more I see, 
I, I think this Texans team, I think they've got the ability to possibly be a 13 and 3 team. 13 and 3. If they, I'm calling it right now. If the, if, the, if the Texans win the opening game in Foxborough, which, you know, there's a lot of drama in New England and Foxborough, which I'm not saying I expect them to, and it's contingent on that. If they beat the Patriots, I could see them going 13 and 3 at this point. I, I, I think you need to hit uh, another couple I, You know, I might, I, mean, I might be, I might be I, high on the Texans right now. I'm saying it's a possibility at this point. Well, who point. do they lose to then? Because, I mean, the schedule, I know the schedule is one of the weakest ones. I think it's the seventh weakest mm-hmm. yes, one. Yes, exactly. Or something like that. But, uh, you know, there's still some chemistry issues we got to work with. Uh-huh. Because uh, Deshaun, like you said before, uh, Trina, he's just getting back, hitting at a sophomore slump. Uh, yeah. our, our, our defense, let's not take it for granted now because we still have uh, a few unknown factors in the secondary. But 13 and 3 is pretty optimistic. I'm thinking 10 and 6. I'm thinking 10 and 6. And, uh, you know, they'll probably win the wild card divisional games. will be the third. So uh, you don't even have them winning the division at this point. No, no, no. They will <laughs> win the division. Oh, you're saying the wild card game. Okay, divisional winner. But at 13-3, they have to sweep the Central. And that hasn't happened in quite a while. So if yeah. you're going to sweep, then you got to go. What's the, what's the record after that? you got to go. Well, yeah, if they sweep that, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, yeah, I need, I, I need to pull the schedule up as far as that goes. I just, the way, you know, I was looking at it the other day. And, you know, I think Jacksonville is going to take a huge step back this year. I, I legitimately think the Texans are going to sweep I, I Jacksonville this year. I just don't think – there's you just can't sweep. Everything is – there's so much parity in the Central. I, I think you're going to go 6-0 and there. So you're saying that they're going to go – What's that? A seven and three against common opponents, right? I, I could see that. Yeah. I need, again, I need to pull up the schedule to see this, but I mean, I, I'm telling you, I'm telling you at this point, the way that this te- team is constructed, the things I'm hearing out of Bill O'Brien, I think that there is a focus on this team and there is a hunger that I just think this team is going to be really good. I'm not Bill saying O'Brien, even I, Steven himself, I, listen, Mr. Five Hundred. Oh, look at that six-game stretch that he uh. that he did with Deshaun Watson, turned him into the probably the best quarterback during that six-game stretch of anybody in the NFL. I just, I'm, I. I think that Bill O'Brien has finally got the quarterback he wants, which I think is a huge deal for any coach Where's in the NFL. Where's my waitress? I need some, uh, some, some oh, Texas Kool-Aid. Yeah. Texas Kool-Aid Get the right Kool-Aid. Here. Hey. Get your Kool-Aid right here. Uh, what do you, uh, Trina, what do you think about that? You just got back from Vegas. Are you a betting that, woman hey. on this? I want to know about what I you think. Don't, I'm, all I'm saying is I'm very excited about the Texans. I think this will be one of the better seasons that they've had. But I don't necessarily. I don't know about thirteen and three. I don't know. It could. It could happen. I, I'm not saying it will happen. It, no, I'm saying that happen. it could happen. It could happen. But I. I mean, I think it's going to have a lot to do with, like Chuck said, building that chemistry again. And then you know, Deshaun Watson is a sophomore. So going into that, like, can these even the the new trades? Can they trust this guy? Like, can everybody trust this guy? And can he trust himself to trust his teammates? Mm-hmm. And you know, can they put it all together? Yeah, is, is Bill O'Brien on the hot seat? Uh, he is on the hot seat. If they don't make the playoff, well, I would even say at this He's point, been on it, the yeah, hot seat, right? it, yeah. If they don't get to the divisional round this year, I could see him getting legitimately fired. The only way that they don't, if they don't make the divisional round, that and he saves his job is if Deshaun Watson goes out there. I agree, and is is playing on it fire like he phenomenal. did during that during that six game yeah. stretch. If you have a healthy Deshaun Watson and JJ Watt and don't make the playoffs, that's 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 not good. Yeah. So I mean, I know that. Uh, the history of the NFL is parity. So you do have those 4-12 and 12 that turn around. Mm-hmm. I get that point of it. Um, I, I don't know if um, I'm really sold on Oh, gosh. I, I, I might even bite on 11. Maybe 13 is huge. That, I, okay, that well, would be let's the go best through, record in the NFL. That, I agree. That's what I'm saying. Okay, so let's go through it at this point. So at this point, I have the, this is my prediction. I think they're going to go 5-1 and one in the division. I think their only loss is going to be at Indianapolis where they've had a history of not being able to win there. I think they sweep Titan, the Titans because there's a lot of there's a lot of you know question marks there with the new coach and Mike Rabel. 
Marcus Mariota has regressed in the last couple of years, and the Texans have seemed to own the Titans, and at least last year they did. Jacksonville, I expect them to take another step back. Um, and then at, at that point, I mean, who else am I missing? At the it, it's Colts, Jacksonville, and Tennessee. Yeah. So I mean, I think they go five and one in the division. And then I say it's contingent on them winning. And they have to go eight and yeah. Well, listen. two with commas. Okay, so they're matched up with the AFC East at this point, and that's right, why I'm saying the East. if they beat the Patriots, that's why I said if it's if they beat the Patriots week one, they're going to sweep through the AFC. They East. play Dallas. Week really? Two. Yeah, they play the Dallas as well. Yeah, yeah they play the NFC. Uh, don't they? They play the NFC East. last place schedule. But I mean, yeah. they get they get. Uh, I know they get the Browns because mm-hmm. the last place schedule. Yeah. So you get the Browns. That's at home. And then you have uh, Dallas is here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. That's, 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 ooh, that's, that's a tough one. A that's a tough one. Dallas is here. I'm, I'm thinking of the last place games. Those those two for sure. And I think they play the Giants. Yes. Okay. And that's I here. Think it, I think that's. A, I think that's they here. should win that. Yeah. Okay. So I mean, wow. You, so you have to go undefeated at home as well. I'm, I'm, I like I said. I, I'm not. I'm not saying it will happen. I'm saying that there's a chance because this defense. You know, if they come back 100, percent I think JJ Watt's going to have a bounce back here. I don't think we're ever going to see the 20 sack JJ Watt again. Of course not. After those injuries, yeah, but that's pushing uh, 20 29 now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but I, I fully expect him to have a bounce back here. I think he's going to be one of the best defensive players on the team. On top of that, Tyron Matthew. I mean, I think that was another big under the radar move. I think he is going to be a huge piece to the secondary. You never know, of course, at this point, what you're going to get in Kevin Johnson at cornerback. That's a liability out there. But or J. I, J. Joe. Yeah, I, it's just, you know, that cornerback that position, it is a question mark. But overall, I think this defense is going to be very, very good. They're going to get a lot of pressure on the quarterback. And in a That's division. The key. Yeah. That's the key. Exactly. And you look at this in a division, you know, Blake Bortles at, at Jacksonville. That's not a guy that's going to play well under pressure. And same thing with Marcus Mariota. Andrew Luck, you don't even know what you're getting with him at this point. So yeah, I don't think he's going to play half the <laughs> yeah, season if he's lucky. Yeah. Look. Yeah, no I'm, look. I'm just saying. Unluck. Yeah, and I'm not saying it's necessarily on the Texans being the best team in football. I think it's a lot on their schedule as well because, like I said, I think they go five and one against it in the division. If they can beat the Patriots, they're going to sweep through the AFC East. That's nine and one right there. And then you've got the NFC. You got the NFC East. I think you, they probably lose one or two wow. games there. I, I'm just saying. I think it's a possibility. That's just that, okay. I'm just blown away. All I, right, Chuck. Here I in a just, couple months. Uh, here in a couple months, I'm going to be. Said, I, we need to pull the schedule out. We need to have it. We need to. Hey, we, we need to play some Vegas bed here. Oh. You know, like like a, be like, a, we'll a, like a right? cup of coffee or something. Oh my goodness. Well, like I said, yeah. I, I just the way I look at the schedule, I think it's very possible that they go 13. Give us some wins, three. Trina. What do you think's the record, real quick? Put it out there. How many wins? I think. I think nine or ten. Yeah. yeah. I think nine or ten. To be okay. realistic. Um. That's just my prediction. I think they'll have a really good season this year. I mean, Could it's my high year. hopes. I mean, it's my high hopes, but I feel like they're going to lose a couple close ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I, I definitely think 9-10. Yeah. 13 wins. It's going to be it. Wow. You know what? I'm we'll firming up. It. I'm not even going to say hope, chance. I it's happening. 13 bet. wins. I hope. You I, 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 want them, I want to see them beat I'm Dallas. I'm say nine maybe. or twelve, depending on the quarterback. Oh, yeah, Ooh. that is a good that is a good point there. So I, I and that kind of leads me to it's my all about the quarterback. That's yeah. why I said I think it's going to be a couple of close ones that yeah kind of slip. Okay, well, this is what of course what it's contingent on. What do you guys expect out of Deshaun Watson? Do you think they're going to run the same type of offense that they did last year, or do you think they're going to be a little conservative with them protecting? No, I think they're going to do what they did because if if that was working for them, like I think that's what they're going to do. So you're saying Bill O'Brien, the leash is off, go out there, run around week one against the Patriots. I don't think he's going to change the game plan necessarily. Hmm. I think he's going to test him out, see what he's doing, how he how how he responds to the comeback of the injury and just see how it plays out first. I yeah. don't think it's going to necessarily be too much pressure on him to, to kind of do 
a crazy job against uh, the Patriots. Yeah. What I think give- if we get our throwing game back, we could win 12. Yeah. I, I mean, I, if, Desha- if, if Deshaun Watson comes back through that six-game stretch, then I it like or plays like he did during that six-game yeah. stretch or a 13-win team. <sighs> Chuck, you're skeptical, man. man you are I'm skeptical. Just, I just don't trust Bill O'Brien. I'll give him one thing. He does do pretty good under pressure with, with bad quarterback mm-hmm. situation. However, uh, he's never been a good manager of the clock. The yeah. game management, questionable thing. That that's huge. The head coach costs you at least one game a year. That's a fact. Oh, okay. Yeah. A fact. At least. But they also win you one. So let's say that they win he wins one and one. I can't remember the last time Bill O'Brien made a good decision to win a game. Think about that for a mm-hmm. second. It's not because of his decision making skills. It's because of the fact that the players have bailed him out. Yeah. Okay. So that with that being said, um, you know, he he hasn't proven anything. And you're not convinced about that six game stretch. I, he took you know over what? play calling and the offense took off. They put up fifty some odd well, points. Well, they should have done it with Tom Savage in the okay, first half, you know. All right. I mean, yeah. I mean, you know, come on now. I mean, that's that's all Deshaun Watson, He's, right? It, but Bill O'Brien, yeah, you're right. He made a mistake last year starting off with Tom Savage. Uh, Otherwise, that was a Rick Smith and yeah, yeah, but I yeah, mean but also how depressing is it to watch them charge down the field every time they have the ball and almost make no progress unless the players <laughs> no get lucky. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's going to change this year. I think Deshaun Watson, he's going to turn into a good red zone quarterback. I think, I think Trina brought up a good point, though. I mean, um, they'll probably start looking to see how he responds. He's not going to play in the preseason. Mm-hmm. All right, mm-hmm. He may play one game, maybe the number three game, he'll play a half, but he's not going to play that much. Yeah, they're going to save him. They're yeah. going to have to save him. But the deal is that adjustments. What adjustments is there? Is the whole Central going to going to, you know, going to yeah. do. I mean, Coughlin is no joke down there in Jacksonville. Yeah, I'm telling you I right agree. Now. I agree. Yeah, I, I like I said, I just think Jacksonville's due for, you know, due for a little regression here, but you heard it here first. I'm calling it 13 wins this year. <laughs> uh, 13 wins, AFC Championship beyond that. Uh, I won't make predictions just AFC yet. AFC Championship winning or uh, that's Super know. Bowl, right? Yeah, I don't know. You just never get getting to? Yeah, I don't know. 13 and 3 gets I, you the number 1 seed. I, they'll get. They'll get. I think they'll get the, the number, number one, one seed. seed. I think they'll get the number one seed, but I don't know about the Super Bowl at this point. But you heard it here first. Thirteen <laughs> wins coming up. We are going to be talking about Carmelo Anthony seemingly becoming a rocket here, and what Trina and Chuck's thoughts are on that. But stay Can't tuned. Wait. You're listening to Vinyl Draft Radio or Wildcard Sports on Vinyl Draft Radio. Stay tuned. More sports talk. This is my manly voice, which actually sounds creepy. Sports with Will and Trina coming up. Final Draft Radio. Still creepy. Lamont Brands is a veteran-owned business serving the Houston Clear Lake area and beyond. Their in-house capabilities include screen printing, embroidery, rhinestones, heat press transfers and thermal flex design, as well as e-commerce solutions and on-site fulfillment. If you're looking to brand your business through custom apparel and or promotional products, Lamont Brands should be your first and only call. Lamont Brands is located at 920 Gemini in Houston. Give them a call at 281-286-7553 or visit them online at lamontbrands.com. Are you an athlete, a former athlete, or someone who just likes to stay in shape? You suffer with muscle aches or joint pain and are tired of pills and creams that don't seem to work? iCryo Cryotherapy's full body treatments and spot treatments can help you heal faster, feel better, and it's all natural. So there's no age limit, and the best thing, it's affordable. Cryotherapy helps your body to heal from the inside out. Go to iCryo.com today to find a location near you. 
iCryo will help you give pain the cold shoulder. Make plans for the 38th annual Great Texas Mosquito Festival, July 26th, 27th, and 28th in Clute, Texas. Enjoy three fun-filled days of live music, food, and family fun. On Friday night, see the Spasmatics with MCA recording artist David Nail. On Saturday, start the party off right with New Orleans' favorites, Bag of Donuts, and finish the night with Texas' favorite, Kevin Fowler. For more information and a complete schedule of events, go to mosquitofestival.com. It's the Great Texas Mosquito Festival, July 26th through 28th, sponsored in part by Clute Parks and Recreation and Bud Light. We the people have a right to superior cocktails and Preamble Lounge and Craft House would like to welcome you to a new cocktail revolution. Our Speakeasy-inspired lounge offers signature craft cocktails in an intimate setting. With a wide selection of high-end spirits, infusions, barrel-aged beverages and cocktails, there is something for every patron and every budget. Preamble is located at 20801 Gulf Freeway in Webster and open Monday through Saturday from 4 p.m. to 2 a.m. Preamble Lounge and Craft House, a new cocktail revolution. Wild Card Sports with Will and Trina. <laughs> Welcome back on in. This is Wild Card Sports on Vinyl Draft Radio. We've uh, had a heated discussion during the break. Uh, I'm, I'm sticking by it. They backed me in a corner. Texans are getting 13 wins next year. Mark it down. My three losses when we went through it, I got them losing to the Eagles. Uh, Colts, and then I'll, I'll, there's going to be one. Are you convinced? Of, I'm convinced at this point. You backed me into a corner. They're getting 13 wins. Deshaun Watson's getting the MVP. JJ oh Watson's getting God. defense He's as MVP. Out the stops. Bill O'Brien, coach of the year. You know what that means, Will? What's that? Pressure on the Texans. Yeah, I'm, I mean, oh, Super Bowl. I, that's right. Yeah, I mean, I think there are a lot of Texans players out there listening. So, you know, I'm holding you guys accountable. 13 wins this year. You got to prove me right. <laughs> oh, my dream. goodness. <laughs> <laughs> One can dream, that's right. Oh, man. Well, uh, another team with high expectations in the city of Houston is those Houston Rockets. They have had an interesting offseason, to say the least, after, go after going seven games with the eventual NBA champions in the Western Conference Finals against the Golden State Warriors. But after the Rockets uh, lost, uh, lost out on Trevor Ariza after he signed with Phoenix and Luke Mbaumute after he went to the Clippers. Back to the Clippers. And back to the Clippers, I know, right? It appears that Carmelo Anthony is poised to join the Houston Rockets for the veteran minimum. Guys, we talked about this in the past weeks. Uh, it seems like I might be the only fan of Carmelo coming here. But I, how are you guys shaking your head at this? He's coming here for less than you know the veterans minimum. Will because on, he got Trina. he got bought right. out. That's All why right. he came here for. Give the me minimum. an education. Give me an education. All why right. is this not going to work? The Thunder out? bought him out. First of all, wow, okay. I would accept the minimum too if I got bought out. But okay, the Rockets went to the Western Conference Finals last yeah. year. Mm -hmm. Are we going to be able to go back to the Western Conference? Do we have the opportunity to beat the Golden State Warriors with Melo? Because we add offense, but we kind of lose defense. I think they've got a chance at this point. Now, if you're asking me, have they regressed from last year's team? I'll give you that. Yeah, they've lost. They've lost two of their best perimeter defenders. It's hard to it, you know, it's hard to get better after losing something like it, that. It goes back to what we talked about before, and this is a comeback to roost. When you pick up a player off waivers, mm -hmm. okay, Mr. Green, mm -hmm. and then he's your first. Resigned free agent. Yeah. That doesn't look good for your bench. Yeah. So the original bench you brought in, um, half it's already gone, and mm -hmm. the other half will probably be either cut or let go here pretty soon. But uh, going back to Trina, I want to ask you: when you go through a a, tr a transformation this major with a player on the decline, mm -hmm. okay, you've seen it. 
What do you think? What was the mindset? What's the psychology with the, of the team that just went back and should have won? Mm-hmm. and possibly should have won the finals. You know what? The Rockets have a bad habit of picking up guys that I don't want to say are washed go. up. Here we but go. Melo's not washed up, but they have a habit of picking up these older guys. And, and I seem like it seems like they should be picking up younger and trying to get better. But it's like I'm not going to say Melo necessarily, you know, takes them off of that path. But it's like, can I rely on him to help us beat the Warriors, Chuck? That's how I feel about yeah, it. Yeah, but I just I, – I don't think that we're relying on Carmelo Anthony. I think the reason that I'm excited about it is because I, I feel like, you know, I don't have expectations that Carmelo is going to come in here and put up 20-plus points a night, even 15-plus points a night. Well, you can't expect that because, for one, we don't want to play exactly. one-on-one basketball. And for two, we don't know if that's going to happen or not. But – I mean, is he going to be able to hold LeBron? Is he going to be able to hold Kevin Durant? I'm not Nobody can hold LeBron. Yeah, it doesn't matter. And I am not expecting him to do that at this point. See, I the way I look at it at this point is, yeah, it would be it would be a different conversation if we got Trevor Reza and Luke Mbamute back. It, that would be a different conversation. And I would say at that point, yeah, if Melo wants to come here and accept the bench role, I'd be happy there. But the Rockets are He's out of options. He's not coming off the bench, sadly. Yeah, well, we'll yeah, we should get Nice's into that start. as well. But He'll probably start. Yeah, but at this point, he. I mean, I, I agree that's a conversation to be had if we got Trevor Reza and Luke Mbawamute back, but who would start in front of him at this point? I'm going to say, I'm going to go back to the mindset thing. I think for Melo, he has to he has to almost shift his mindset, I guess, so to say. Chuck. That's correct. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not going to be about what the Rockets – do can do for him it's going to be about how can he help the Rockets so he's going to have to shift his mindset he's going to have to say you know what I'm not here to average 20 points a game I'm not I'm only here to play my role I'm here to catch and shoot when Chris Paul passes it to me go dunk the ball I'm here to play like I play on USA basketball mm-hmm. yeah that's, and that's yeah. not necessarily – he doesn't necessarily play a lot of one-on-one. I might pull a USA. will prediction here, but I don't think he's going to make the season of the Rockets. Really? I don't think so. Wow. Mid, yeah. Mid-season I think, I, I, I think that either – I don't think the chemistry is going to be there. I think there's going to be uh, – look, you got a pig, you put lipstick on the pig, it's still a pig. This guy is not proven <laughs> – he's not proven that he could actually – not, not, not be the alpha, but be the alpha on a bad team. I think, yeah. I think with Oklahoma That's City, a big it, it, I mean, yeah, he he made a staunch stance that he was not going to come off the bench, and it appears, you know, at first it, it appeared that they said that he was going to be willing to accept a bench role when coming here. Uh, it appears at this point, no, he still wants to be a starter. But you know, that was the only real thing that you saw Carmelo Anthony take a strong stance on when he was in OKC. First press conference, he said. Yeah, that. but at, again, when you look at watch his games at OKC, he didn't do it efficiently. He wasn't great at it. But they asked him to become a spot up shooter, and he tried to do it with, with Russell. And now, at the same time, I think that's you know that might have been a double edged sword. You know, because the thing is with Russell Westbrook. I don't think Russell Westbrook puts his guys in great positions, you know, to take shots. You know, if you look at what guys' field goal percentage is after receiving a pass from Russell Westbrook versus James Harden or Chris Paul, right. it's it's a it's an incredible difference. So I think Carmelo Anthony is going to be put in sh- going to be put in places that he's going to be able to really, you know, get open shots and really play his game. But at the same time, you're right; it does come down to the mindset. I mean, if he comes in here thinking that he is, you know, he's still a superstar. You know, he's he's going to be, you know, basically right there with James Harden and Chris Paul getting just the equal amount of possessions. You're right. There's going to be a problem there. I but think, I don't think he's going to do that. I think we're missing the, the uh, no pun intended, the wild card. This whole thing is the Lakers. Yeah. So, you know, we're, we're, we're assuming, again, that uh, the Lakers are with LeBron James. Is his cast better 
here in L.A. versus Cleveland. So if that's the case, and he could probably put that together. Look, all the superstars are migrating into the West, right? Mm-hmm. Basically. DeRocher is now in San Antonio. Yep. So now we got this this big cluster. And we talked about this before, guys, about, you know what, get rid of the conferences because of these problems. Yeah, exactly. Totally get rid of it. Who does not, I mean, who does not want to at least contend in the East? I'm surprised that LeBron didn't stay in the East a little bit. And uh, you called it too, Will, that he's going to the Lakers. Uh, Trina called it. She was the one who called it. She did call it. Yeah. Sorry. My, my mistake. Uh, but, uh, you know, it, it comes down to this also. And what's really a shame is that they're not going to win. They're not going to win. Not. They're not going to win. All right. Mm-mm. Let's be honest. They're trying to put a good show on for the for the next year because when what LeBron can yeah. maybe opt it's all out about again, the money. right? Yeah. So unfortunately for this cast of characters, James Harden has played the worst period of his career because he has a dynasty to have to deal with. Yeah, that's and true. It, it's, Very it's, true. It's, it's it's sad. I, it I mean, is. I hate I hate to feel that uh, really personally and professionally for him. Yeah. But doggone it, my God, it gets worse for him, doesn't it? Yeah, it yeah, does. Yeah, it does. Because when you think about it, okay, Kawhi went to the East now, mm-hmm. but. Besides Kyrie Irving, who do you really have that that are proven superstars? Besides Kyrie, you got the Greek Freak, you got Porzingis. Those are yeah. pretty solid. But I, I get it. But, but, they can, they but, can't, yeah. but proven over time. That's right. These guys but. are still kind of young. Absolutely. You only got Kyrie and Kawhi in the East. Yeah. John, John Wall, I give him that. But when you think about the West, yeah. Goodness. It's about twenty Superstars guys. Superstars West. I'm telling you, it's gonna be yeah. an awesome the whole season. All star team is gonna be from the West. Yeah. Oh yeah. For sure. I mean, I mean, at this point, you know, going back to it, I mean, with with Anthony, the one th- one last thing I'll say about it is James Harden. You know, through the media, whether it's passive aggressively or he just comes out and says it, he I don't feel like he hides his true feelings on things. You know, when they asked him about LeBron James, he came out and he said, you know, we were you know one quarter away from winning the yeah. NBA fi- or going to the NBA Finals. So we don't need him. He said so, we didn't need nobody. Yeah, we didn't exactly. Need no trades. We exactly. But this past week when they were asking about Carmelo Anthony, I mean, you could see it. He he seemed jubilant when yeah. when talking about Anthony. He said this guy has got a lot left in the tank. He's going to bring the best out of us, and we're going to bring the best out well, of him. He's so, not, he, you know, he doesn't have to worry about being the not number one though. It's a big difference there. Well, you're but, right. You're right. To a certain you know what extent, I but, think, Will? <clears throat> I think it's the fact that when you think about it, and I know I always refer to USA basketball, but Chris Paul, James Harden, and Carmelo Anthony all play USA basketball together. These guys know how to play together, and I get it. It's different than playing in the NBA itself because you got to deal with the Golden State Warriors. You're gonna have to deal with the Spurs. You're gonna have to deal with these different offenses. But I think that they'll be they'll be okay on offense. I'm more worried about defense. Oh, like well, yeah, Chuck said with the mindset, can Melo <clears throat> step outside of himself and understand? Mm-hmm. Look, it's not for me to get these twenty. I need to be able to stop somebody at this point in my career. Exactly, and that's just, that. Wow. Like I said, that's that's what I'm expecting out of Carmelo <coughs> Anthony. You're right. Maybe I'm expecting a little too much out of him. <clears throat> But I expect when he comes here for a veteran minimum, I mean, I think we saw it a few years ago when the Rockets picked up Josh Smith. Now, you look at the, you know, you go in-depth with, you know, the field goal percentage and everything. Josh Smith didn't seem to really have a great year, but he fit in. He fit in with the sure Rockets. Yeah. He, he fit in with the Rockets, and he had an element. And that's what I'm looking for out of Carmelo Anthony, another veteran presence on, you know, on this Rockets team. Uh, and, you know, for $2, point, for $2 million after they lost Trevor Ariza and Luke Mbaumute, I just look at it at this point, they had no, there was no better options at this point. And I mean, yeah, I, I as I said in the beginning, I you know, all that being said, I definitely expect the Rockets not to win sixty six games this year. I mean, I think they'll, they will take a step back. On but. the bright side, at least we have a guy that's in good health. Yeah, <clears throat> did y'all he has good health? Right did y'all see my in between the lines statement when I said that Anthony wouldn't be here? What I meant to say was I don't know if they're going to win fifty games. So that's what I'm saying. So if they're Ooh, if they're going, wow. I know it's going to be pretty tough. 
Because, you know, So honestly, you don't think they're going to be second in the West, I, no, I take it? No, 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 no. They, really? They, they, top four. Top four. Who, who's going who's gonna to finish okay, them, think, other than Golden State? Well, yeah, Golden, yeah, Golden State, obviously, right? So then I think the Lakers would be a, a surprise, too. You I really do. They're good. So. LeBron's LeBron, always a great regular question, season game. Ever, ever, that. ever question LeBron. Look what he did with Cleveland. Yeah. That garbage. All right, so that's your number two. Yeah. Okay, I still think, and I'll tell you what, I guarantee you Don't that. Don't say it, OKC. O- OKC. Dude, there it is. it is. Here's the deal, because that, that cancer is gone. So we're competing it for, we're, and then you still got uh, the Trailblazers. So that's number four. That, that's where I'm talking about. No, There's, it's going to be tough. I, I, no, I still, no I still way. see the Lakers finishing in the bottom half. <sighs> Ooh, wow. Bottom half, seven. Okay. They'll be fighting. So They'll the be move, six, seven, eight. If, if Anthony comes, you approve? I approve. You approve. I, approve. I don't approve. I mean, I mean, I'll, I'll deal with it because I mean, who else can we really <laughs> get it, right yeah. now? I mean, that's just how that's I feel. The only I, that, reason why I agree with that. That, yeah. that. Yeah, and that's why I go back to it. It's just they had no better options at this point. But he doesn't either. Yeah. Well, you know, it's again. I always say it, but it's going to be interesting to see it. And in this case, it really is. You know, of course, NBA always seems to get here faster than it. You know, faster than it seems. So yeah, we'll see. We'll find out sooner than later if it's going to work out. Mm. We didn't even get a chance to talk about Capella or anything like that. So there are still some other contingencies. But yeah, I think I think we're all in agreement. The Rockets do take a step back next year. But I think I am I, in my case, I'm in favor of the Anthony signing. Well, coming up, Trina is going to talk a little bit about the WNBA. Give us a little inside scoop on that. See what's going on there. Uh, also, of course, uh, maybe ask her a little bit about how the uh, how her league's going this uh, so far. Uh, got, uh, I think, her last two games coming over here pretty soon. But stay tuned. You're listening to Wildcard Sports on Vinyl Draft Radio. Connect with Will and Trina on Facebook or go to VinylDraftRadio.com. The light beer you've been waiting for has arrived. Corona Premier is a superior light lager brewed to be easy drinking with a taste that's undeniably Corona. Premier is an exceptional light beer, perfect for taking a moment to look around and appreciate all that you've accomplished so far. Lower carbs, lower calories, higher expectations. Corona Premier, enjoy the view. Drink responsibly. Corona Premier, imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois. What would you like from your bank or credit union? How about a mobile app that makes banking simple? How about free online banking and mobile bill pay? How about loan decisions made locally? How about 15 convenient locations? Associated Credit Union of Texas has all of these and more. Sounds like you should get associated. ACU of Texas, federally insured by the NCUA. For more info, visit acutx.org. Listen or watch previous episodes in our audio and video archives. Just go to VinylDraftRadio.com. Just look for Wild Card Sports with Will and Trina. Welcome back, guys, to Wild Card Sports with Will and Trina. Oh, yeah. We have been having an awesome show. In case you guys are not tuned in, we talked a little bit about the Astros, talked a little bit about the Texans, talked about the Rockets and Carmelo Anthony, and now I want to talk a little bit about some WNBA. That's right. Educate us. Yeah, so first of all, guys, I don't know if you guys know, but I like the way the WNBA kind of set up their playoff brackets now. They go with the top teams in the whole WNBA, they don't go east west. Really, I being love that. that there are wow. only there are only twelve WNBA teams, which sucks. But I mean, you can't really say okay, top you know top four out of you know the east, top four mm-hmm. out of west. That really wouldn't be fair. And uh, another thing I like, they have the All Star Game coming up tomorrow. It's going to be in Minneapolis, Minnesota, and um, they they did it to where they took the top two players that they feel were the top two. Um, in the WNBA, and they allowed them to pick their teams. Mm-hmm. Really? Okay. Yeah, so the fans got a chance to vote 
who could be um, WNBA All Stars, and then the players got a chance to um, pick who would be on their team. Just like in the NBA, how do y'all yeah. feel? How do y'all feel about that? Like being able to pick. You know, you have the best group of women, and you're mm -hmm. in a WNBA or the NBA, and you get a chance to pick which All Stars you want to play with. Well, um, let's put it this way: I like the idea. It's about marketing, mm -hmm. right? Okay, oh, yeah. and you get your fans involved, and you get the players involved. It's 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 a it's a win win. I, I bet you anything else that the NBA is using this somewhat of a model. Oh I, yeah, I think, mm -hmm. and uh, because I've noticed, I have noticed. We talked about this one time before, but I've noticed more about uh, the marketing of the games recently, mm -hmm. and I yeah. think it's a lot to do with the All Star Game. Mm -hmm. And uh, I believe though, uh, one of the ladies on one of the teams that scored fifty. Liz I Cambridge. saw that. Yeah, uh -huh, Liz Cambridge for the Dallas uh, Wings. She and had. 52 or 53 points. And a very like efficient night as well, as mm -hmm. from what I saw, yeah. And by the way, uh, they really did a good job of exposing that, that game because when you think about it, it's a 40-minute game, correct? Right. So the points per minute. Mm -hmm. Wow, I didn't even realize that. I didn't even realize that. More than a point. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm guessing she probably didn't play all 40 minutes. I, 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 you know, it, what does wow. it matter? If she could pay mm -hmm. all 40 minutes, and that's just that point per, per minute mm -hmm. average was just amazing. They really did a good job of marketing that. Uh, I should know since I have a sports bar. <laughs> so, but I mean, they really did a good job with that. So I think that was just, it just happened to coincide with the fact that the break's coming up. Right. And with that new format, mm -hmm. it's a win. Yeah, I think so as well. I mean, when you talk about anybody in sports, especially, you know, a basketball player averaging, you know, a solid 15 mm -hmm. to 20 points a game, but to have a, a career high of 50 points, I mean, a lot of men don't get a chance to do that. No. And when you do that, yeah. it's history. So I feel like they did a good job of, you know, broadcasting that. They did that for a very long time. I think that's something that they need to continue to broadcast throughout the season. Oh, yeah. Um, How do y'all feel about – how do y'all feel about as far as, you know, this part of, this part of the uh, season for the WNBA – like, do you feel like now they should get a little bit more coverage now for the simple fact that, okay, girls can really play. Girls can put a lot of points on the board just like the men, if not better. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree with that. I mean, because really we are in the dog days of sports, you know. Uh, other than the MLB trade deadline, I mean, we talk a lot about the NBA offseason as far as that goes, but we're really not getting a whole lot of action other than baseball. And the WNBA, as you said, yeah, it's, you know, these are really incredible athletes. These are some of the world's best athletes uh, you know, and I mean, this is, you know, it's an incredible sport. I mean, last year watching the WNBA finals and, you know, just kind of watching it from an outside perspective. I mean, it was an incredible series, you know, the Lynx versus the Sparks, if I remember correctly, yeah, you know, it's been like that. yeah, exactly. It's I, yeah. The two, yeah. The two perennial powerhouses yeah. there. So yeah, I, I definitely think it definitely deserves a lot more, uh, you know, a lot more coverage. And I think you're starting to see it with ESPN. ESPN mm -hmm. has a big contract with the WNBA, but at the same time, you know, I think, you know, I think. The WNBA still needs to do a couple things. You know, we've talked about it in the past. Basically, with their collective bargaining agreement that's coming up, they need to do some revamping. Really incentivize incentivize these players to go out there and market their game right. and create these superstars in the WNBA like they do in the NBA. But the problem I think we've talked about in the past, if you look at the shared revenues mm -hmm. in the leagues from the players to the owners, in the NBA, I think the players account for about 50%. The player salary account for about 50% of you know the team's revenue in the WNBA it's something like 20% or something like that. So there definitely needs to be, you know, some revamping, but I think it's on the right track. And yeah. I think and I absolutely in answer to your question, yes, I absolutely do think that this deserves a lot more marketing for sure. Right. And um another thing I wanted to mention is the fact that uh, a lot of these players have they have an endorsements and things like that. So they're with different brands and stuff like that. So when you talk about 
these women should be able to go out and do a little bit more uh, promoting and marketing with the brands they're with. Like Skylar Diggins is with Puma. Puma mm-hmm. is uh, coming with a, a hoops line now. And then you have Maya Moore. Of course, she's under the Jordan brand. Mm-hmm. And then you have, um, say, Elena Della Dunn. She's with Nike. Mm-hmm. So, you know, just being able to branch out like that. Like these guys in the NBA, they're doing commercials all, all year exactly. long. They're incorporating like the Nike commercials with the NBA and different things like that. Do you guys think that that would help them? Oh, As yeah. You ch- well, <clears throat> like I said before, I, I think it was genius the way uh, the offseason, uh, like you said, it's a little slow time. It's a perfect mm-hmm. time to to, uh, to put the WNBA in, in the uh, in the light, the highlight. Yeah. Um, I, I'm really – that's very impressive. I didn't realize that uh, the they were starting to branch out into the, the sneakers. Mm-hmm. And, uh, sneakers, how old I am. I said sneakers. Well, yeah. <laughs> sneakers. Yeah. I said sneakers. shoes. Did, yeah, yeah. yeah, into the shoe market. But, uh, I mean – if they've got a foothold on that, yeah. <laughs> whoa! Yeah. There, yeah. You yeah. Go. there you if they go. Got, if they got a foothold on that, then that that is a huge thing. That's yeah. huge because once you get a contract like that, then you know the team's involved and who's that player play for? Right. Name recognition breeds you, the the team recognition, and uh, you can't beat that. I think it's really good that you had mentioned the limited num- number of teams, twelve, correct? Yes, yeah, only twelve. Well, that, that's that's good. Sometimes uh, I remember when we had our team here. One of the most successful teams in Houston oh, yeah. history, one by the first way. First four championships. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. The, I mean, those the players on that team, even Janeth Arcade, yeah. you know, the, the, the Brazilian. Role players. Yeah. I mean, uh, from the from the national team. Right. I mean, they were well known. You know, we had the Cynthia Coopers and Cheryl and Swoops. I mean, right. Tina Thompson. That oh, was the glory days. Yes, and mm-hmm. then the Janeth Arcane, and then I can't remember. Um, oh. Uh, point guard that uh, Kim Peralt, Kim Peralt, who passed yeah. away. Mm-hmm. I mean that. I, I think if this was happening at that point, right, then we crazy. would have our team. That was a dynasty that had to go away, and mm-hmm. it's a shame Sadly. because it was not marketed correctly. Mm-hmm. So going back to the question, and like Will said, I mean, if if you always look back and say if this was the way it was then, yeah, you know, um, learn from your mistakes, and that's Absolutely. why. Absolutely. Yeah, hopefully they could get this marketing out there. We need to see commercials. Right. We need to see clinics. Mm-hmm. We need to see active recruiting. Right. Mm-hmm. Of these ladies to do these spots. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm. Yeah. And just you know, going to a further extent on this one. Yeah. And going. You know, they have. You know, with ESPN in their contract, they definitely do advertise the WNBA. Uh, from what I've seen. But yeah, I just want to see them market these players because these girls are incredible. Maya Moore and it, you said Elena Deladonna. I mean, these are absolute superstars. Right. And I just feel like they need to market them a little bit better, market them, their personalities and things like that because, you know, it's that's how it is with the NBA. There's It, it seems like in the NBA uh, than in other sports, it's not necessarily, pl- you know, fans are attached to teams. A lot of them are more attached to players. You know, the right. LeBron James, the Paul George, Russell exactly. Westbrook. And I feel like that's the way that they need to market it because in that case, you know, that I mean, like I said, there's a lot of stuff that goes into it. And I know it's a lot easier said than done. Right. But if they could focus on marketing these players and really that, letting yeah. them become known to the American public, I feel like that'll be huge for right. the WNBA. And that was, that was my point in mentioning how that these women are endorsed by different mm-hmm. companies. And being that Maya Moore is under the Jordan brand, I mean, how much bigger does they exactly. get? Exactly. It doesn't. And you know what, too? It's almost reverse marketing here because it used to be what well, the NBA is this way. Who's your favorite team, and then who's your mm-hmm. favorite player? They have to get the name on the back of the jersey out first and do it right. backwards. Oh, they yeah. have to get the player first to recognize the team. Right, absolutely. That's what it's all about. Mm-hmm. So um, genius move. It's it, it'll work, it's, but they they really got to exercise caution as far as marking the correct players. Like where's Tarasi at? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's I in mean, Phoenix. She, yeah, she, I mean, she's the what I mean is where's she at being marketed? She's the best player. 
probably ever to play at yeah. that right. point, right? Yeah. yeah. But Where, leading WNBA point scorer, if I'm not who's mistaken. Who's her agent? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, who's yeah. the agent? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that that should be your face. That's your LeBron James. Yeah, yeah. it makes sense. And you she's know? not even marketed like yeah. that. I didn't even mention her yeah. at See, all. Exactly, because right. why? So there's something missing mm-hmm. there. Yeah, absolutely. Something really missing. So that's a shame because she's coming on the, uh, the, 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 the backside of her career, although the ladies can play longer than the guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't understand why she's not. The I, I've face, seen her. Face. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know, maybe she doesn't. Uh, speak well publicly, or maybe she's. I don't. I don't understand that. Just do, do like they do James Harden. Yeah, he don't say a doggone word. Yeah, and he does those, those very cryptic just, commercials yeah. and things like yeah. that. We're so, like, who is you know, this guy? Just, just, just do that. Yeah. And that just kind of blows me away with that. So I don't know. It's that they got to get they got to get hip with the hipsters. Yeah, you know? right. that's, that's true. That's just my yeah. piece. On and that. and you know, before we go, yeah, going back to the other thing that I'm that you brought up, I'm a huge fan of is yeah, the you know the not limited by the conferences. It's the best the best teams play. NBA needs to get caught up when it comes to that right. as far as you know East versus West, but yeah. Yeah. That's pretty much all the questions I really have for you yeah. guys about well, that. We'll talk about it some more. I mean, of course, uh, you know, obviously the closer we get to the final WNBA finals and stuff, we'll definitely get into that. But, yeah, right. I think we're all in agreement. They just need to do a little bit better job marketing as far as that goes. But, well, guys, of course, I want to thank you again after, uh, I guess, a week off. It's glad to have you guys back. Thank <laughs> you again for joining me for my favorite hour of the week. Uh, hope you guys can come back on next week. Trina, I'm, I'm, yeah, I know sure. you'll be back on. Chuck, your schedule's yep. always, a, always a little bit I'll up in the air. But, yeah. <laughs> we, we yeah. of course, just want to thank everybody out there for tuning in once again on Friday. You have been listening to Wild Card Sports on Vinyl Draft Radio.